Religiosanity episode five. Here we are once again yes, with Pastor yeah. Andrew. And uh, changing slightly our original plans. I think that okay. last time we promised that we'll talk about the consequences of monotheization, yes. philosophical and theological. But we also hinted that there might be another uh, sequence with other gods, yes. Ugaritic or North Semitic, Northwest Semitic gods uh, in the Bible. And I thought, you know, before going actually and discussing uh, yes. the consequences, let us Let's still sneak do... sneak these gods in. Yeah, yeah. Let us talk <laughs> about at least few more of them and not only about Baal and Asherah and El. Um, so I, I, I thought that, you know, it, it'll be good to talk about those other gods. And uh, sounds good to me. Starting uh, this time uh, mostly with what I would call malevolent uh, gods. Malum is uh, evil oh. and uh, volent is from volition. You know, it means simply desiring evil. Oh. That's malevolent, then, oh. you know, uh, the meaning. And uh, yes, uh, of course, uh, if you have the full pantheon of, of deities, they are benevolent, benevolent. I should probably put yeah. the accent on the second syllable, so benevolent uh, deities. And what does that mean? That means like... That a, means benign. a good willing, you oh. know, or... Yeah bringing forward good things, mm -hmm. uh, and then malevolent uh, deities which are bringing evil. And uh, of course the, they were there, and uh, one of those most prominent and also present in the Hebrew Bible, even under disguise or being hidden uh, by editors and mostly by translators, was God Reshef. And God Reshef uh, was a god uh, associated with planet Mars. Huh. And, you know, when you say that, you immediately hear something like wars, because Mars is associated with, uh, with wars. Yeah. And, and many other uh, bad occurrences in, in Northwest Semitic religion and mythology. Uh, Reshev was, of course, associated with uh, violent death, but also with uh, uh, epidemics and illnesses spreading uh, wildly. So, Wait, I have a question right yes. off the bat. Yeah, for these gods that are that are more evil, mm -hmm. what is the what is the relationship people had with them? Are they praying to them? Are they asking them to be to not release their evil on on them? Are they are they sacrificing to them? Oh yeah, oh, of course, uh, sacrifices were given to them. Um, they were respected. Uh, like, you know, you respect when, uh, yeah. when you hear from a doctor that you have this or that illness, uh, that there is, uh, they, they reflect reality of the mm. life and of the world, which is not beneficial to us directly, mm -hmm. but they are simply present and they were respected. Uh, sacrifices were offered to them uh, to placate them, to calm them, mm -hmm. maybe to make them move away or mm -hmm. put an attention to someone else. Uh, of course, there were also clearly practices of black magic 
Mm-hmm. You know, that was when you wanted to set scores, say, with uh, your enemies or adversaries. Mm-hmm. Then you would, again, go and implore uh, these gods to turn attention towards the, uh, those enemies. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, in, in the Bible, Rashef is mostly associated with these uh, uh, illnesses or epidemics. So, for instance, in Book of Job, uh, the traditional translation of, of uh, right at the beginning is chapter 5, but human beings are born to trouble just as sparks fly upward you know and you can mm-hmm. see the sparks flying from the from the fire mm-hmm. and and it, it is very very poetic uh, mm-hmm. expression but if you look into the the hebrew text or into semitic text uh, you see indeed humans are born for suffering just as sons of reshef are sent to fly high. Wow. Uh, uh, and, and, you know, I, I just changed slightly. I, I recognize that instead of sparks, I translated yeah. sons of Reshef. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, recognizing... That's huge. That's a huge... <laughs> that is... I mean, I know that, that it's, it's, it's kind of making the same analogy in a way. Mm-hmm. But it's that's a huge difference because of, it's, of what it's that more really mythical. means. It's, yes. it's, it's more mythical. It, it, it incorporates more the, this polytheistic system of thinking. And, and I, I would say maybe it, it is again like we saw with those other deities, uh, that it, both translations are correct. Mm. You, you know, for them... Uh, those sparks flying from the fire mm-hmm. are just a visualization yes. of, of those demons or demons yes. of epidemics, uh, yes. which are then coming out on people unknowing. Suddenly yes. you are stricken uh, by, by infection and you yes. don't know where it came from and suddenly you feel so miserable, you know, as... as Simple thing like last Friday, I got a pink eye, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. in, in the afternoon or something like five o'clock, I started to feel something scratching in my eye, mm-hmm. you know, and, and yes, within half an hour, I had a pink eye and I struggled with it for a full week yeah. almost. And uh, that, that's an example. I don't know where I got it. It's yeah. highly infectious. Yeah. Uh, and, and I felt miserable for several days. Yeah. And, uh, you, you know, of course, we, now we know about viruses and, and so on. Back then, they did not. And this was the most plausible explanation uh, <laughs> that, you know, there are these demons flying yeah. around uh, and causing these troubles to people. Uh, and, um, you know, maybe they even had some observations that if you do something, you are more likely to, to, to get... Uh, uh, these troubles mm-hmm. and uh, so this is one example so that's in the Bible uh, associated clearly with infection uh, infectious diseases mm-hmm. or something like that uh, you know because those sparks flying through the air mm-hmm. for a moment they are visible and then uh, then then they just rain on people mm-hmm. and, and make them ill uh, similarly uh, there is in 
Habakkuk and description of uh, procession of Yahweh, of the Lord. And uh, over here, that procession is uh, incorporated with the procession of these uh, malevolent deities. So God came from Teman, the Holy One from Mount Paran. His glory covered the heavens and the earth was full of his praise. The brightness was like the sun. Rays came forth from his hand where his power lay hidden. Before him then pestilence and plague followed closely behind. Okay, and what I translated uh, as pestilence is one known uh, deity in uh, among um, West Semites, and that is God Deber hmm. or demon Deber, and plague is our well-known Reshef hmm. here. So and Reshef followed close behind. Can you can and can you just read the other part too? Like what it would be with the with that other before guy? him went Deber. Oh yeah, and Reshef <laughs> followed close behind. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, here yeah. the Lord is depicted as uh, in control. Yeah. You know, and here we already see that kind of and direction towards uh, monotheization. Right. You know, because, right. yes, there are these realities of pestilence and plague, yes. you know, associated in Semitic language with these deities. Yes. Uh, but... Uh, the Lord is in the final control of those, yes. you know, the, the God. Uh, so that's one. Uh, uh, another one is from, uh, from Torah, from Deuteronomy, which makes it really kind of like uh, very, very important, you know, because in, in Hebrew Bible you have different fine, importance yeah. given to different parts. And yeah. if you are talking about Torah, that's supposed to be the, the five books, uh, the five five books, books of yeah. Moses and the, 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 the core uh, of, 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 of faith. Mm -hmm. I will cause, it's an curse uh, there. It's uh, Deuteronomy 32. Uh, 23. I will cause evil to come upon them and expand all my arrows against them, suck dry by hunger and fought against by pestilence and bitter destruction. Mm. Uh, it can be translated that hunger is with capital H. Mm -hmm. should be translated uh, and uh, the Hebrew or Semitic name there is Ra'ab which was one of the epithets of God Mot, mm. uh, God of death mm. um, and fought against by pestilence here we are again with yeah. God Reshef uh -huh. and uh, poisonous one or poisonous destruction and that's a um, demon, Ketep. Hmm. So uh, here you have all these, uh, all these uh, deities uh, kind of employed 
to bring curse on those who don't stick with orthodoxy, mm -hmm. which makes it really funny when you <laughs> think about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because uh, uh, the Lord is summoning uh, <laughs> these malevolent yeah. deities to punish those who are not sticking with uh, Hebrew orthodoxy. Uh, <laughs> Did they translate it that way? Translate the, those gods out of mm -hmm. the text because it was an embarrassment that, that these gods were referenced in there? Or was it because they were scared and didn't want people to keep believing in these gods? Uh, I think that it can be actually even third way here. And that would be uh, that uh, for quite a while, the knowledge of these other deities was gone. Mm. You know, for centuries. Oh. Uh, and only with uh, emergence of uh, archaeology, anthropology, oh. the studying of ancient, uh, ancient inscriptions and ancient texts, they actually realized that, uh, no, uh, these are gods. You, you know, you can oh. see uh, certain personifications, say, you, you know, you, you, you see in the text that, oh, here that pestilence is personified. Yeah. But, you know, even in English, we occasionally would do that. So, yeah. the, you, you know, you, you are not greatly offended with that. But only later they realized, wait a moment, there was a personified pestilence. And here we are with the now, say, as, as the archaeology in Mesopotamia and, and so on started to develop. Uh, uh, here we are seeing God clearly pestilence, mm -hmm. uh, you know, because sacrifices are offered and, and, and prayers are offered and, and so on yeah. and so forth. And you have depictions of, of those deities. So uh, then it started to click. And I think that from that moment on, uh, that would be roughly from the early quarter, I would say, of... Uh, of 20th century, it was, from my perspective, willful ignorance. Mm, you know, that they decided to continue translating it as hunger or as pestilence <clears throat> or as destruction uh, rather than, than translating it or at least putting there a footnote or something like that. Mm. Some translations are doing it. Mm. putting it into a footnote but um yeah you know it's uh, and the uh, arguing would be really as you are saying mm -hmm. you, you, you know back then they might think that we, if we are translating into today's days so let us translate this way yes. you know or something like yeah. that but uh I, I think that recognizing first of all that there is this personification of those evil aspects of the life and that they were originally uh, divine or mm -hmm. were deities that gives it an extra layer it helps for instance to deal with this theodicy or understanding it within the broader context. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it helps us to better understand where the evil is coming from.
And uh, so that, for instance, we are not always like I saw with some fundamentalists, something bad is happening to you uh, or to your family. And, you know, there, there is some core reason for it. Uh, it's because of your sin. Mm-hmm. So go and find a sin in your life uh, to, to confess. I'm not saying that we are not sinners, but mm-hmm. uh, you, you know this is uh, uh, th- th- this is quite common of blaming victims uh, uh, for for things which happen to them, uh, and especially in some circles of fundamentalists, uh, simply for this mechanical uh, accounting. Mm-hmm for evil in the life uh, of, of people. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I, I think that knowing about this broader context in the uh, Hebrew Bible, as well as in the New Testament, because for instance, even in the New Testament, you have that Jesus is expelling demons, for instance. Right. And those demons, that's only slightly secularized those old uh, deities. Mm-hmm. Uh, and changed, of course, because, you know, the, the, in, in New Testament, we are like um, 1,200 years from Ugaritic texts, for instance, right. so, you know. Uh, and uh, so that's, that's another. But demon is also showing uh, that it is an outside influence. You know, now I am using the secular interpretation of demons, you know, but it's, it's almost like that infection coming from outside. Oh, yeah. It's not a fault with that person who is possessed. Mm-hmm. It's coming from outside. Mm-hmm. And that person might not be guilty of anything, simply being attacked. Yeah. And I, I, I you know, minus our modern medical knowledge, it's very plausible explanation. Just to remember my pink eye. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You, you, you know, <laughs> it, if if I don't see the viruses, or I'm not aware of viruses, this is a very plausible explanation. <laughs> and uh, so you know, I would not ridicule those. I I would ridic- uh, I will have a problem with modern people blaming it on demons and mm-hmm. and doing all the magic around it you know or pseudo magic yeah. magic or christian magic about it but uh, uh knowledge of that and deeper understanding is 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 appropriate and uh, you know uh and then one example from the jesus's time besides demons is that uh, the uh, mother-in-law of peter uh has fever mm-hmm. And Jesus comes, and fever leaves her. Mm-hmm. But it, there is clear personification of fever mm. there. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not necessarily demon, even though you can see it almost that way. But that, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you have here another example, and frankly, we are using it until now. <laughs> you know, yeah. personification, especially with fever. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we would say fever left. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, when you think about it, it's 
atavism. It, it, it harkens back into those ancient mythical yeah. way of talking and thinking about things. Yeah. Uh, and, and we are using it until today and even in the hospitals. Uh, yeah. <laughs> by registered nurses and doctors. So, come on, you know, we are in mix bags ourselves. Right. You know, modern people with using language which is ancient, using metaphors and images which are ancient. And it's, it's all right. There yeah. is, but just don't make it into a dogma. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. where, where it becomes dogma and it's, people are beaten with it yes. and, you know, you have to uh, confess your sin because that's the only possible explanation that God is punishing you or something like that. It's, it's more complex and that's why we have religiosity, you know, by yeah. opening our horizons into these uh, whole realms of religion and recognizing how broad it is and how diversely we are influenced by all this ancient stuff. Yes, yes. Yeah. Another wonderful episode. Thank you. Thank Pastor you, thank you. Andrew. And we opened more, uh, more potential themes. Yes. Uh, for our ne next episodes. Yes, wonderful. See you next time. Thank you, thank you.